You're listening to episode 30 of Desi Geek Girls. I'm Swamna Krishna. And I'm Preeti Chibber, and we are recording on Saturday, September 29th. Woo! <laughs> got through it's, like a, it's like a triumph, I feel like, to make it through another month at this point. Yes, I agree. It has been a rough couple years. It's going to be like days, weeks, Days, months. weeks. Every day feels like an interminable long amount of time. I saw someone on Twitter be like, the last couple of days have been a couple of really long weeks. I was like, no kidding. Oh, my God. But luckily, there's lots of good stuff in the media realm to keep us going. Yes. Um, Should we just kind of dive right in? Yeah, let's just dive right in. So New York Comic Con is in just a few days. Yeah, it's next week. It's next week, or this week, I guess, when you guys are going to be listening to this yeah, episode. Yeah, we're, we're delaying the uh, episode a little bit, because we're going to do a non-spoilery talk about the first episode of Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Sorry, I am getting over a cold, so I might cough a little bit. Um, but so we're going to delay this to October 1st, just mm-hmm. to like um, avoid any embargo issues. Um, so this week is New York Comic Con, and I'm super unprepared. <laughs> surprising nobody uh but there are a few places you know this is it's gonna be weird because you're not gonna be there for i'm not gonna be there because yeah i'm um i'm almost eight months pregnant uh seven and a half months pregnant now and um i don't want to have a javits baby out of stress no i feel like like... then you have to like leave your child at the javits and like surrender it to the javits gods (laughs) Or something. It'd be like that Natalie Portman movie where she has her baby in the Walmart. In like the Walmart? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want especially to, I don't know, get free Javits admission for the rest of my life. That seems like a curse. You can come and to so, any convention you want. Toy uh, Fair, Comic Con, Book Expo God. America. Oh God. Like, please don't terrible. make me. Um, but I will be there, and so you can find me in a few places. Um, the first is on Thursday, October 4th at 2.15. I'm going to be moderating a panel of South Asian creators, which is really exciting. Um, so it's South Asian Voices, Culture, Craft, and Comics. They're all comics creators. It's uh, Shivana Sukdeo, who uh, does Elements and Fire, Famida Azim, Priya Huck, Anand Hirsch, Veronica Agarwal, and Nidhi Chainani. Um, it's a big panel. Oh, Anand Hirsch. He yeah. does um, the Johnny Wander comics. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lucky Penny. I love I him. I know. I love Lucky Penny. I'm really excited about it. I love Lucky Penny. It's so good. Yeah, there are a lot of good names on this panel, so I think it's going to yeah. be really fun. Um, it's at 2.15. Uh, room 1C03. Can you tell that I'm reading off the New York Comic Con website? Uh, then we're doing a on my other podcast... On Friday night, we're doing a live episode. How dare. How dare. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so Strong Female Characters, which is the podcast I do for sci-fi with um, our our editor, Cher. Uh, we're partnering with the girls from Thirst Aid Kit over at BuzzFeed and doing a live episode on Friday night at the Green Room 42, and it's going to be really silly. The last time we did an episode with their state kit, I spent a lot of the time being like, oh my god, like my face is so red. 
So I think it's going to be me being super awkward. So if that if that is of any interest, like, please come by and say hello. Plus, um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I wish I could be there. I would be there if I um, wasn't, you know, pregnant. But um, also... BuzzFeed, you probably may have heard BuzzFeed eliminated pretty much its entire podcast yeah. um, a division. So this would be a nice way to come show your support for the thirst aid kit, you know, people and to show BuzzFeed how stupid they were to make that, you know. Right, because. Make that decision. What? Ugh, I don't even want to get into it. It's so infuriating. I know. There's so much potential and so it's... many good podcasts through that network. <sighs> I know. And podcasts by people of color. Yes. Um, like communities of color, um, and it's really frustrating. So yeah, it's also you know not only will it be a great time, and I think you absolutely should go if you um can, but also yeah, it'd be a nice way to show support for all the people I'm who have wear gotten a t-shirt that says fired. Pivot to podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you want to hear about my my fun cosplay yes. idea for this year? Yes. So the the last several years, like my big jam is comfy cosplay. Like I like comfortable, easy, ridiculous cosplay, which is why last year I went as Peter Parker in his um, Hello Kitty pajamas, which I made by hand. I have never Mm -hmm. made pants in my life, but I made pajama pants. They were giant, but very comfortable. Huge, but very comfortable. Drawstring made it pretty easy. Do you still wear them to sleep? Sometimes the material's not great. <laughs> not gonna lie, the material kind of sucks. Um, but so this year there was this picture of Chris Pine circulating on like a rocky crag in the water or something, and he's wearing this amazing white caftan, like a a sun hat and glasses. <laughs> he's living his best life. He is like... living his best life, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be rolling around the Javits Center in this, like, white caftan, like, knockoff Toms. <laughs> and no one's going to understand. No one's going to know what I'm doing, and I'm pretty excited about it. Because if there's one person who gets it, I'm going to be like, success! Yep. <laughs> oh, and those are all my New York Comic Con plans. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Sad I don't get to see it in real life. I'm going to live stream it. Please do. And if you see her, t- please take a picture and tweet it to me because <laughs> I want to see it in the wild like I'm there. <laughs> you know what day you're going to wear it yet? No, I haven't decided. What, like, not Thursday. Not Friday. Pro- maybe yeah. Saturday. Maybe Saturday. Yeah. I also could Probably just bring it with me and put it over my clothes and wear it every day. We'll see. Who yeah. knows? I haven't decided yet. It'll be a surprise. Um. Okay, moving on couple of new trailers captain marvel yeah i was really okay so we've talked about this i think on the podcast how like preezy and i were like certain this movie was never going to come out and literally until this trailer dropped i was still kind of like in the back of my mind but it's really never going to come out now it looks like they're actually going to put out this movie i know (laughs) like what and i will admit i was really unsure about brie larson's casting when she was announced and i think she i am convinced my, you know, she has convinced me. She looks awesome. She looks awesome. Uh, I, I still think I would have liked. You know what I really wanted out of this casting was someone what? like Serena Williams. Yeah, like an, I get what like, you're saying. You know what I mean? Like somebody who has like the just, shoulders and just the... just the the athletic like vision of power. 
and the like, physical presence. The physical presence of it. Like Brie Larson looks like she's gonna be great, but she's also the same physique and the same kind of like right. in terms of looks, the same woman that we've been getting now for eleven years. Even like a uh what's her name? Um Gwendolyn Christie, maybe? Yeah, even like a Gwendolyn Christie. Like kind just of like that, someone like, who's a little bit Yeah. Like just the presence of strength and femininity in a way that we don't tend to get to see on screen would have been very cool. Um, yes. That said, like you said, I think Brie Larson seems like she's amazing in the trailer. I'm very glad she doesn't. She's not smiling the whole time. Yes. It's very, it's very. And like has very, her hands in fists. Yeah. Like um, I am. Um, I'm ex- definitely excited to see it. I felt like the trailer was a little bit more like hey, look at this female superhero, then telling us anything about the plot, really. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of, it, 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 there was a lot of mishmash, there wasn't a lot about the plot, but that's okay. Like, it's a trailer. Yeah, I think what, have to be. what we can get out of it is that she doesn't remember her life as a Time human. Time on Earth, yeah. right? She doesn't remember her life on Earth. She just has a vague kind of familiarity with the space, which is interesting. Um, clearly, the Kree... Like, are coming in and the scrolls. Yeah, the so, scrolls. Yep. So uh, I'm on the fence about how I feel about what the scrolls look like. Um, The picture of them on the beach is just weird. Or the sea, like, with them on the beach, it's just like. Yeah, someone said it looked like, uh, I think it was uh, Karama, Karama Horn, excuse me. I think she said it looked like the, like, still from a 90s, like, R&B group. <laughs> album cover yes it did yes it did it did it looks like like bone thugs in a harmony right it's like, like scrolls to men but yeah like it was just like what it was it was very weird that being said though i think the movie will be really good i'm not too worried about the movie at this point like marvel has it dialed in yeah i'm glad they're not doing an origin story and um this is going to be an important character i think in the next phase of marvel movies so i'm you know i'm really glad excited to see the movie and it comes out in like what March? It comes out on International Women's Day. The nice. date of which I do not know off the top of my head, but it's in March, um, which okay. is also Women's History Month. Which is actually I'm like happy about it because then we only have about two months until Avengers Four, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is gonna wreck me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready yeah. To cry. Yeah. There's a there's a um, Heath um, on one of our Twitter friends tweeted out someone's I don't remember and I feel bad. Um, but we can link but to we'll, it in the show notes. We'll link to it in the show notes, like a fan made tr- kind of cap trailer for Avengers Four, um, and it like just kind of mirrors a lot of like Captain America the First Avengers stuff, and between that and like Infinity, it's just it's it's kind of like building up for him to die, mm-hmm. and it's. It's, it's, I mean, it's really cheesy. I yeah, really I mean, the cover cheesy. of, like, it, it uses a cover of Zombie, I think, from the Bikes Cranberries, Bikes. which is really funny. It's like, super cheesy, but, like, I was like, <laughs> I am not okay after seeing this. Like, no. this is, I am uh, not okay. Like, I'm not ready. I just, I don't want him to die. <laughs> I want them yeah, to give no. us old man cap. Just fine. Chris Evans doesn't want to do it anymore. Fine. Like, give us old man cap. Like, yep. crotchety old man Captain America running around behind, like, Peter Parker and Stella. Like, I'm down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, the other big trailer that dropped recently is the Dark Phoenix trailer. 
It did go. <laughs> I want, okay. That was, that was a pardon, pardon the pun, but that was a very pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, Preeti and I, like, before we record, we spend, you know, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, going through, like, kind of the news to make sure we're not missing anything. And she mentioned the Dark Phoenix trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. And, like, I, like, watched it with her, like, video chatting with her. And, like, she was like, like, I was just like, what, what am I watching? <laughs> what is this? Why are Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and Jennifer Lawrence still doing these movies? Contractual obligations. Yep, that is it. Okay, I mean... so it does, honestly, okay. So taking all the, like, laughing aside, it does not look like the best, the best film. Will I see it? Yes, because I am... Like, I'm a sucker for these X-Men movies. I can't remember, like, I guess Days of Future Past was probably the last one I, like, enjoyed. Um, and before that, it was, I don't know, X2. Like, um, but I still watch them. Except Logan. I still haven't seen Logan, and I don't know that I ever will, because it will wreck me. It will, um, but... <gasps> I know. I still haven't seen it. We own it. We own it. And I, like, we bought it on four, in 4K, this and I still haven't so seen good. it. Um, it looks better than Apocalypse, possibly, yes. but that's not a high bar. Nope. I it's frustrating because I feel like the Dark Phoenix saga is like such a such an iconic story. It's so the original story is so good, but somehow mm-hmm. they haven't quite gotten the tone right yet. And maybe they do. This is just a trailer. Like we don't know what the movie is yeah. actually going to be like. But from the trailer, I. I have a hard time with Sophie Tucker in the Jean Grey role. I feel like um, Famke Janssen was actually so good in that role. She was really good. They just didn't give her the writing to support it in the third X-Men Sophie movie. Turner, right? What did I say? Tucker? Sophie Turner, right? Yeah. Turner. Who's Sophie Tucker? No idea. Is that a real person? Okay, Sophie Turner, anyway. Sophie yeah, Turner, excuse me. Um, but yeah, they, in X3, like, or even in those original X-Men movies, which X2, She's I think. She's so good in that role. One of the best movies ever. But, like, X3 just killed the storyline, and it's so infuriating. But can you imagine, like, good writing with her in that role would have been yeah. amazing. And I just don't know that I believe Sophie Turner <laughs> in the role of Jean Grey in in that There's like, an emotional yeah yeah right that emotional depth that you have to get to um I think also with this cast um part of my problem is we haven't really this is gonna sound super cheesy but we haven't really seen this cast be a family yet yeah in I, a know, lot of I agree I agree and part of the tragedy of the Dark Phoenix, if you read the Claremont comics, is that there it's this family trauma. Like, yes. it's this family struggle. They're all trying to save her. They're all, like, it's a family story. It's a story about, like, people who love each other and care for each other and are terrified for one another. Um, and it, we have, this, this cast, in a way that that previous cast, like the Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. the Famicate Jansen, and the Patrick Stewart did feel like that family even though like it's a similar number of movies at this point like first class apocalypse but this one and like you know even um they don't have that chemistry and they don't have the the films didn't focus on them right the films have very much been about xavier and magneto and and and, um mystique like the movies this this version of x-men is very much about the them and not about the x-men 
as, right. as the original team of X-Men, right? So it's, or they're, because even Beast is very much more associated with um, Charles. Charles than with the rest of them. And so it's, I, I agree. I feel like they haven't earned the story they want to tell. Yeah. And yep. that's, that's exactly what it is. Right? That and I'm just like, and so you're not going to get the emotional punch right. that the story should be. Like, it was terribly told in um, X3. In X3, but like, you, but the like, characters mattered. It, yeah, you cared about the characters. You felt how much, like, Hugh Jackman loved her. And wanted to save her. Like, you felt that even if the... The writing was not there. The, the writing was not there. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, we'll put a link to the trailer in the show notes if you haven't seen it. I mean... Uh, yeah. It is what it is. It looks like it a, is what it is. a silly, fun comic book movie that's... Yep. I Will Will I watch it? 150 million percent? Yes. I'll probably watch it on a plane because I watch X-Men yeah. Apocalypse on a plane. Like, yeah, that's, I'll watch it, I'll wait until it comes to streaming somewhere, or, like, somebody I know, like, has it, and I can borrow it, but, um, like, you know, I'll, but I will absolutely watch it, um, my friend, our friend Eric Smith and I torture (laughs) pretty, like, on a regular basis with our terrible taste in movies, like, we'll just, like, send, like, each, like, send each other, like, um, texts of like pictures of the terrible movies we're gonna watch and like our last one i still haven't watched yet was jurassic park fallen kingdom because i'm totally going to watch it because i love jurassic park and preethi's like you all are you all are terrible it's more like i'm like i feel bad for for the time that you're gonna be spending on this (laughs) you all have terrible taste we're like no and like it's like oh i know this this actor's problematic but I'm going to watch their trash movie because <laughs> that's you des- the person I you am. You deserve some time. I know. You deserve it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so next. Next is a happy little piece of a happy little thing. Uh, so it was Mar- well, this is very quick just to mention it because we're going to put it in the show notes. Uh, it was Mark Hamill's birthday the other day, and you, you all know how we feel about our Disney princess, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and so the Looking for Leia documentary, docuseries, they're still figuring it out, um, that Swapna and I were both interviewed for, did a little clip for Mark for his birthday of several of the women in, in the show talking about their love for Luke Skywalker, and it's really cute. It's really cute. Like, I get so flustered talking about him, and it's so funny. Like, it's like, I've never seen myself get that flustered about something on camera, but I'm like, he's just... He's just really handsome. <laughs> it's very so anyway, cute. It's very, it's very cute. cute. So we'll link to and that. I really, and I really love like the like one thing I love about this docu series. We're not going to get into it too much, but is the breadth of women yes. and you know female identifying and you know uh, people that they interviewed and um, like there's just it's just the range like they're so like it's it's nice. It's a very they did a very good job with representation. They I'll really just say did. that. They really did. Um, I'm looking forward to when that finds a distributor and we get Me to see too. everything. I think it's going to be because even the trailer, the original trailer that they did for oh. um, Geek Girl Con, like earlier God, this I year, cry. I think. Um, yeah, I cry every time I watch it. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just like like <sighs> women built this resistance, and I start like bawling. Uh. Like, like I'm like, oh, like the it tears. is. Ugh. Um, so, and then there's one more, um, we have one more little, oh, yeah. I guess it's sort of a news. 
sort of a sort new of a thing. New. Um, so this week, and I urge you to um, watch it, is a new sitcom premiering on NBC called I Feel Bad. Uh, it's it's already available on Hulu if you want to watch it ahead of time. They did some like sneak preview premieres a couple weeks ago. But it stars Sarah You Blue. And it basically is, I think, one of the first sitcoms surrounding a South Asian American character and her family. And it's not, it's not about being South Asian. Like, it's not that. It's just a sitcom about this family. It's a family sitcom. And it's so, it's, it's just so funny. And it's so refreshing to see this perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, the acting is the the act the casting is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we both seen the first episode. You've seen the first two. I've seen the first two. I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like any sitcom, it's going to take some time to grow into its what it what it's going to be. Like yeah. it's not quite what it's going to be yet, but it's going to take some time to grow into that. But I think that's okay. The first episode was definitely entertaining. Her family. Um, is uh who's her mom oh my god who's played by madhu <laughs> jaffrey Ma- yeah who is like a if you don't know a fa- very famous like indian like indian british actress and chef um but uh sh- she's amazing she's amazing i don't know i really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed just effortlessly seeing uh people like me portray like a family life like sort of like mine portrayed on screen yeah it's refreshing it's, it's she's nice. like she's married to a um she's married to a white guy i don't remember the actor's name but he's been in like everything yeah you'll recognize his face yeah and like so like you know i'm also married to a white guy you know so like it's just it's 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 a nice it's nice to see the you know multiracial aspects mm-hmm. of it and like how i i saw a lot of my own family dynamic with how his he interacts with his in-laws with yeah. the, like, <laughs> kind of just like, all right, you're Indian, I'm going with it, like, Right, okay. but the, what's nice is that there's still, like, a cultural specificity to it. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. where it doesn't lose, like, they're not trying to do too much, but it's yeah. still authentic. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And I'm very, you know, and very, we've we've talked about this before, but it's done in a way that I think it's very accessible to um, non-South Asians while still, mm-hmm. like, it, it walks that line well. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, you might not get so every I'm... joke, but it's still funny enough that it's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope you I hope you watch it, and if you like it, let us know. Yes, and tell your friends to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want this one to do well. Because you know how these things go. If it doesn't do well, it's going to be 20 years till we get another one. Yep. <sighs> Pretty much. All right, on to the main course yeah, <laughs> of, our, of our episode. Uh, so we have two, two big, big topics today. I don't know why I'm repeating myself. But two big topics today. Uh, Star Wars Resistance, which is yes. super exciting. We're going to do our spoiler-free conversation. And then uh, Patreon contributor asked us to watch yeah. stardust so we're going to talk about stardust which was so much more like i don't remember like okay we'll get into it we'll get like, there so we'll get there watching it like it was so fun <laughs> um okay so with star wars resistance preeti and i will be covering um a episode by episode star wars resistance um for fa- um, sci-fi fangirls mm-hmm. 
Um, so you can find our spoilery thoughts. You'll be able to find our spoilery thoughts over there after the um, episodes air um, until I go on maternity leave November 1st and then Preeti is on her own. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, um, but so we've both seen the first episode. The first episode airs Sunday, October 7th. Um, we've both seen the first episodes. Uh, the first, the two, first episodes. two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first two episodes because I think they're premiering in like a one-hour yeah. block. But it's technically two episodes. Um, so we're going to talk about just some non-spoilery thoughts. Um, just kind of, you know, what we thought about the show. If you, but I know some people like just want to go in completely clean. No, no thoughts at all. So we're going to timestamp this so you mm-hmm. can either come back later or just skip it all together or whatever. So, okay. All what right. What did you think? I loved it. I mean, it's not, I'm not surprised that I loved it because I love Star Wars Rebels. I love Clone Wars. Like, it was not a surprise to me that I would enjoy it. Um, I was surprised by how many times I actually laughed out loud. Like, not yeah. like, oh, ha, huh? like, like belly laughs, you know? Um, I really liked it. What about you? I, I really liked it as well. Um, there was nothing I didn't like about it. And there were some things I really liked. Like, if you're thinking about, like, how you review a show, it's like, okay, well, these are the things I really mm-hmm. like. These are the things I'll wait and see on. And these are the things I thought they could work on. And honestly, there isn't really a lot under I thought they could work on. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought it was a really strong first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And I think it set the scene for the series very well. Um, I think people who are expecting or hoping for a kind of a Rogue Squadron type type series might be a little disappointed because it does look like it's going to be mostly planet side. Um, but you know that it looked like that for Rebels too, and then they they managed to change like, it up, change it right. So um, I, it is. You know what's interesting is that because there's so all these series and and which we've talked about before in terms of how Star Wars is finding pockets of time in the universe in which to create new stories. I'm starting to have a hard time keeping them straight. Like I had to keep reminding myself while I was watching where this story sat in the whole sequence. Cause I was like, I just kept forgetting. I just kept being like, okay, wait. So Clone Wars. I kept being like, whoa, whoa, rebel logo. Whoa, right. rebel logo. Exactly. Okay, no, no, right. No, no. No, like, no, no. Yeah. So, like, Clone Wars is between episodes two and three. Yep. Um, Rebels is between episodes six and seven. Yep. Wait. That's not no, right. No, 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 no. I was <laughs> like, wait. That's not right. I was like, resistance <laughs> is between resistance six and seven. Resistance is between six and seven. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, yes, no. Incorrect. <laughs> See? But I but- think... That's what keeps going through my head of, like, don't forget where this is. Yeah, I, I agree. It's been confusing. And I think it'll get better once we kind of... Because, like, with Rebels, I was, like... I had the same confusion because of Clone Wars. Right. Rebels, um, yeah. Rebels sorry, is between three and four. Right. My bad. I know that. But it's it's hard. You just... Remembering the point in time in which these stories take place... There's a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, is something that I think they have to start thinking about. In when they're marketing the show and yeah. being like super clear when they're because like these shows, you know, these shows have a tendency to just like drop you off in the middle of like a thing, 
for this absolutely does this one absolutely yeah does so that. like There's no context and so I think you have to start kind of feeding people a little bit more ahead of time and mm-hmm. giving them the context that they won't get from the show immediately yeah I agree I agree um so I want to say something really quick um, about Rachel Butera, who plays, um, she's the voice of Leia. So I'm not going to go into this too much because I just, this is a place we talk about things that make us happy and this did not. Um, she posted, she, she said, she said some very unfortunate things this week during the hearings. Um, if you're curious about it, I will link to an excellent article that Courtney, Courtney Enlow um, did over at sci-fi uh, fangirls, but she basically said some terrible things, deleted it, and apologized kind of a way. But not in like a apology. real way. Yeah, not in a real way. Uh, because, but because I think she knew that people had been fired from stuff like this for less. Um, and I've seen since then some people talking about maybe um, boycotting the show if Disney doesn't fire her. And all I want to say about that is I respect people's choices when it comes to stuff like this. Um, I am a person who will engage with most problematic content because I believe I think everything is problematic and yep. I don't really pick and choose if I want to watch something I'm going to watch it and know that whatever I'm engaging with is problematic because everything's problematic but mm-hmm. I don't judge other people's choices and how and what they pick and choose and how they choose to do it but all I'm going to say is please do not please just think about um, this is a show that is almost exclusively fronted by people of color yep. Um all, all the main characters, the human main characters, both on screen and off, um, on screen, and the actors who voice them are people of color. So please don't pun- th- don't punish a show um, that is fronted and you know voiced by characters, fronted by characters and voiced by actors of color for the actions of a white woman. Because if this show doesn't do well, they're not going to do more shows like this. Yep. And um, so that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get into it too much, but just just think about that before you make, make a your decision. decision on what you're going to do. Um, okay. So back that's to the, back to the cast. I have to say, Christopher Sean playing the lead, Kaz, is amazing. Um, you may or may so not. Good. He's so good. You may or may not be familiar with him. Um, I know him from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is like one of my favorite things ever. He plays Bing Lee, and he's like. <laughs> He's so cute. And so when I found oh out he gosh. he's so cute. He's so good in this role and his voice work is just perfect. You know, it's not he's not dissimilar from Ezra if we're going to compare in terms of like kind of that brash young man who wants to maybe be more than he currently is, but he mm-hmm. gives it a sense of like I'm trying to think of how to say this. There's there's this like very appealing quality to him. I know Ezra rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He was I will say, okay, so if, if that comparison <laughs> just turned you off, I will say Ezra was not my favorite for I think the first season or two. Um like he grew on me, but I loved Kaz. Right. So. You, that's what I mean. Is like I love Ezra, but I know a lot of people don't. When I say when I'm trying to say the comparison there, the difference is that Kaz is immediately someone that you are kind of rooting for because he's just a little bit like he he's a little bit of a victim of circumstance. Yeah. And I think it makes a difference that they've cast Kaz a little older. He's not yes. a kid. Yes. He, he has the like kind of wide eyed wonder and like 
oh naivety a little bit of that 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 Ezra shares a little bit, mm-hmm. but like because he's not a kid, he do, he doesn't have that like kind of whiny quality yes. that Ezra had Very true. at the beginning. Very true. And so that makes a big made a big difference for me. Um, I loved getting to hear Oscar Isaac come back as Poe. That was wonderful. I screamed. I, I like, screamed. Yes. He was in it a lot. I imagine he'll probably be in particular episodes right. a lot. But not not in a lot of episodes. Yeah, I agree. Um, they they used him well. They used the character well. I thought, Fair and enough. I'm really into this animation. So like an aside, I loved the animation. It's very similar. I don't know if you've watched um, Dragon Prince yet, but it's very similar to Dragon Prince, which is on um, Netflix now by the creators of or producers of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. But the animation is this like kind of cell shading, um, sort of computer, but it looks like a little flatter. It's it's really cool. It's a, it's a very fluid and yes. like it's a very fluid. Yes. It looks just. It's very like pleasing to the eyes on screen. Like it's, mm-hmm. it looks really nice. Like and it's, um, yeah. I don't know. I really, I, I don't know anything about animation, so I can't really go into specifics. But I did really like the look. I think they've done a very nice job setting this apart from both um, Clone Wars and Rebels in yeah. terms of visual. Uh, aspects it's not quite as jarring a departure as rebels was from clone wars from resistance from rebels um so it's a little bit of a smoother transition i think but it's brighter the colors are much brighter um and the like i think you're right there's like a liquidity and a fluidity to the animation that is really interesting yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, it's a, be- in a lot of ways, it's a beautiful show to watch. Yeah. Like, it is. It's And so I, I was I was really happy with that, um, because I wasn't sure about the stills and the, like, I wasn't yes, sure how it would work same. from the, and from the um, trailer, but it, it looks fantastic on screen. Same. Very cool. Um, trying to think about what else we can I talk know, like, about without being spoilery. like, what can we say spoilery. that isn't at all plot-driven? Um... The- um the characters, I do think this is going to change, but I would have liked to see more women and more female mm-hmm. characters in Agreed. the early episodes because it's it's a little, like, uneven. Um, yeah, very good uh, POC representation, but um, I'm hoping that we'll see more women. Yeah, um, that was one of my few issues with yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm really, I'm really interested to see what they do with the specter of the first order hanging all over the, hanging over this, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's set at a time, um, before the first awakens when, I mean, to be fair, even in the first force awakens, no one believes that the first order is really yeah, a thing. Yeah, which is until what's going like, to be interesting about this. Yes. But like, so it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of develops, mm-hmm. um, and how, yeah, like basically how what is the end game here? Yeah. I guess my question. I agree. Which I mean they don't they don't have to. I mean they don't have to like we don't but I, I don't even for this this storyline, I'm I'm just the storyline they present, which we're not gonna get into, but I'm just curious as to like how are they gonna balance like sat like and sat like satisfactory story reveals for the viewer with, right. while keeping consistent with what's going on in the universe. I mean, that's we what we, this is what the kind of 
issue is with narrative that yeah that's the issue with narratives like this that exist in a pocket of time is having to balance creating stakes for the viewer and the reader without upending what we already know and yeah. the difference between I think Clone Wars and Rebels with like Clone Wars there was a really large gap between the Anakin we knew in episode two and the Anakin we meet in episode three. So there's a lot of story yeah. to tell there of how he got from point A to point B. And between, and for Rebels, like, absolutely the growth of um, the rebellion is something that we'd never seen before. So that story exists. What's going to be interesting about this is that the stakes aren't quite as high as the previous two. Resistance already exists. Right. Leia's already kind of an outcast, clearly, mm -hmm. among the Repu New Republic. Um, but maybe we'll get to see. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we'll kind of get to see the inner workings of the New Republic. Maybe, True. Maybe, because um, Kaz's father is um, a, senator. a senator. So seeing the problematic so, aspects that have traveled from the original Republic to the New Republic and how mm -hmm. they're going to have to figure out how to not make it repetitive. Yeah, and it does look like, I mean, I'm just saying this based on two episodes, um, There's, but there was no Jedi presence. Nope. So, which, I mean, I think is fine. Like, pre we, we, we all know how Preeti and I love Force, Lauren, love, like, the Jedi stuff, but I would be absolutely fine with a series that just kind of, like, there's a lot of pockets of the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. um, and there are definitely pockets of the Star Wars universe that have no Jedi. And so, yeah. Like, I don't know that this story has the longevity that, something like rebels did it and maybe yeah. it will like but i'm it'll be interesting to see how they move forward i think they will definitely um change the premise on us at yeah. some point they'll have to in a way they didn't with rebels with the rebels was one long story yeah i'm not sure that this will be the same yes i agree okay i feel like that's kind of all we can say that's, i feel like that's all we can say um so uh it premieres on October 7th? Yes. Um, October 7th. Sunday, October 7th, after Comic-Con. And then you can go to Fangirls and see Preeti and me squeeing over this new series. Because I hope you like it. We were very we we're very tentative um, on this discussion talking about it. Because I think we're, we both don't want to violate any embargoes. Yep. <laughs> but we... That being said, we both really did enjoy it. So I don't, I don't want, like, our hesitancy to come across as I don't know what to say because I don't like it. Right. <laughs> because we're afraid of Disney. We are very we afraid of like Disney. <laughs> like, so um, we don't see to yell at us. So um, we really like the show, though. So, okay. Um, All right. So next is, next is, oh, my God. This Stardust. Pan. Okay, so... So um, Meredith, one of our Patreon subscribers, asked us to watch Stardust. And when she asked us, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember watching that movie. And I remember liking it, like, way back in the day. So, um, okay, I guess we'll watch it again. And I forgot how banana this uh, this movie So I thought I'd seen this movie. Did you not? I apparently had not. I read the book. Like, it's, it's based on a Neil Gaiman novel. And I read the book in yeah. college. Like, I got very into Neil Gaiman when I was, like, 19. Like, as we all do. As we all do. And I read, like, everything he'd written. And Stardust was one of those books. And so I I remember the movie coming out. And I think I just convinced myself that I had seen it because I knew all the people in it. Okay. And I knew, like, blah, blah, blah. But no. As I was watching this movie last night, I was like, I've never seen this. 
Okay, now I want to really want to hear you. Okay, so like I'm, <laughs> I usually when we do a thing like this, Preeti watches the movie before me, but this time like I watched it first, so I was like g chatting her, like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, that's that's Henry Cavill in a blonde wig and a mustache, like oh my god, young Daredevil, <laughs> oh my god, like oh my god, like it was it was it was a trip. Okay, so what did having never seen it? Oh my god, I didn't realize that. What did you think? I mean, it's a wild movie. Um, I was, like, taking notes, and it's, like, you know, every British actor who wasn't in Harry Potter is in these movies, or is in this yeah. movie, I guess. Um, That's fair. It's, I'm, and it's been such a long time since I've read the book that, like, I only sort of remembered the basic, I, I like, remember the basic outline of the story more so than, like, individual occurrences, um... And so the departure was interesting because the story, I remember the book being this interesting mix of like fantasy and contemporary in that way that Neil Gaiman does in a contemporary tone, but a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And the movie, I'm not, the movie almost got there, but didn't quite. But like, it was just a weird, funny movie. So weird. But it's, it's so, so weird. weird. Like, it's a weird movie. I did love... Like, I love the casting, although I kind of wish, I have to say, I love, like, baby Ben Barnes showing up. Like, we've got, this movie has, like, Daredevil, Superman, Prince Caspian, like, Magneto, like, everybody. Like, the guy from The Kingsman. Like, everybody's in this movie. But I love Ben Barnes a lot, actually. And I kind of would have liked to see his and Charlie Cox's roles swapped, because I think Ben Barnes would have been really good as Tristan. I agree. I agree. Like as Charlie Cox I like is Charlie fun. Cox, but he <sighs> He's just not I like super Charlie Cox compelling a as a romantic hero. Yeah, I agree. Like he's kind of too much of a goober. He's much he's much more compelling as a human trash can. Yes. Give me my like dumpster pigeon. He's yeah. great. But as he's like amazing. This, as this like romantic hero, he wasn't I just was like I just kept thinking about how good Ben Barnes would have been in that role. And like, because even in the in the like two, five minutes that he's on screen as the young the young man, when he meets the woman who's gonna be the mom, which hilarious to me that they had the same actress play the mom, but yeah. not yeah. like not the same actor play the dad. Um, that moment has so much more chemistry than I think Charlie Clo- Charlie Cox and Claire Danes ever quite achieve. Yeah. So that was in the back of my head the whole time, which is, it's not super fair. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Claire Danes has not aged. Yeah. At all. It's unsettling. It did bring me back to, like, it was making, it was giving me a lot of, like, Romeo and Juliet feels with her, like, no, because, long like, hair. and. I feel like she aged between Romeo and Juliet and Stardust to a teen- from a teenager to an adult. Because right. she looks like a teenager yes. in Romeo and Juliet. yes. So she aged from a teenager to an adult, but, like, since, like, then, because this movie's, what, 2002, 2007. 2004? 2007. Oh, really? 2007 yeah. is later than I thought. Okay, so 2007. But she hasn't aged in the last decade. Yeah. And, at all. But it's, it's so, Claire Danes is such, like, a, she's a, she's a good actress, clearly, but she's, you know what you're getting from Claire Danes when she's on screen. Yeah. She has a... She is a little bit one note. Yes. I say that, and I say with the caveat that I do really like Claire Danes. Yes. So. Um, I actually thought the person who seemed like they were having the most fun in this movie was Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Oh, yeah. I feel like Robert De Niro was also having a lot of fun. Yeah, but that whole thing's super weird. And, like, definitely didn't age super well. Oh, not age nope. well at all. Um, no, no. I feel like at the time they felt like they were being progressive. Yeah. And now you look back and you're like, oh, oh you don't get any cookies. No. You don't get any cookies. This is, like, not great. Um, um, but, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer definitely was having a good time. She looked great. She is so beautiful that it is, like, hard to look at her sometimes. Yeah, she's just stunning. Like, it was, it was, like, I was just like, dear Lord. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to think. I just, I love how, like, and I think you were probably, because you hadn't seen it before, were probably like, this movie is really weird. I loved how weird, because I I had seen it, and I remembered being like, this movie is really weird, but kind of a lot of fun. Um, And so, like, I really enjoyed rediscovering just how weird it was. Because it is so weird. Like, it's so, like, it's like, just like, things happen out of left field, and you're like, I don't even know what just happened. I don't understand. The, like, tones, the moments, the, the, like, tonal shifts are jarring and not in a way that doesn't work. Like, it works. But there's this, like, slapstick comedy element to everything. But then there there's is. also this, like, deep, fan- like, fantastical tone that's coming along. Yes. Where it, like, there are parts that are just really funny but are funny in a way that you're like, am I in a Marx Brothers movie? Well, it's like, like with, the, with, the, with the king and his son. Yes. And you're like, what? What is what is happening? Like when they're ghosts, and then and that's like Rupert unrecognizable Rupert Everett. Yes, for like four seconds, and then he's got that weird like flat face thing from getting thrown out the window or whatever. I mean, I I will say I really enjoyed Mark Strong's like Loki, who is not Loki. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I I very much. (laughs) He was a great villain. Um, I also, I also did like going back to Claire Danes. I forgot to mention this. How pissed off she was. Yes. Well, okay. So this is the one thing I remember from the book. The one thing that I remember seeing is when the star falls. It's like the. It's like a, I wish I could have. I was looking for my copy, but I don't know where it is. Um, but there, the text is like literally, uh, like a. What do you call this? I'm showing her with my hands. Like, like it looks like like falling yeah like, like, like falling and bouncing a yield like okay, right and it the text is doing that and the text and then I, like uh, and a tiny okay, voice okay. came out and said fuck <laughs> like i really wanted that in the movie because it's so funny and i just yeah. that was the moment i knew this book was like a different sort of fantasy book i will like never forget that moment and this was i must have read it in 2004 or something like that and so, like, she's so great in the movie, but she's so angry in the book, and I wanted that level of, like, yeah. hilarious anger that I not sh- I'm not sure she ever quite got there. Yeah, I have um, never, I haven't read the book, so I can't compare, but I just loved how, like, she was just pissed off yes. in the movie. And it was, it was very, it was very, given what has, given this week, it was very cathartic to see. Like, that I was just, like. That is very true. Um, that. That was, yeah, that was really fun. I liked how they got that kind of bantery conversation right from the get-go of the two of them. Of, like, they're like little angry cats. (laughs) (laughs) Like the two, right? It's the two of them. 
That said, you know what the hottest moment in this movie is? What? When Charlie Cox is looking in the window and Claire Danes is lying on the thing in the witch's whatever, and Mark Strong comes up right next to him and puts a sword to his throat, <laughs> and, but then Charlie Cox has his, like, dagger at oh, Mark yeah, Strong's yeah, yeah. gut, and it's this moment where I was like, oh, I would have watched the whole movie about you two. <laughs> there was, like, more yeah. chemistry in that moment than, like, 50 minutes of Charlie Cox and Claire Day. <laughs> yeah, there was not. Oh, which, to be fair... Charlie Cox is weird. He doesn't have chemistry with a lot of people. No, he doesn't. Because, like, even in Daredevil, he does not have chemistry. I don't feel like he has chemistry with the actress who plays Karen. No, but he has Deborah chemistry Ample. with Electra. With Electra. He has a lot more, of chemistry with Electra. Might be more on the actress's side than yeah. is, to be fair. Uh, I think he just, he is just a, and Charlie Cox is a nice guy, so I, like, feel bad continually calling him a human trash can. But he just plays a human trash can he very does. well. He like, does. And he's, like, kind of, he's a little awkward. He's a little yeah. awkward, and I think that's part of it. Um, Which I, should have worked for Stardust. But they didn't write the character that way. As awkward. They wrote him as naive and not awkward. Right, a yes. Bit. Like, wide-eyed, but not awkward. Because in, he was too smooth in his moments with, um, C- it's Sienna Miller, right? In that Sienna role? Miller, I yeah. didn't look it up, but yeah, Sienna Miller. In those moments with Sienna Miller when he's like, I would sail continents i would do this i would do this like i think the awkward moment was supposed to be when he was like i would behead a polar bear but he says it with such um earnestness that it doesn't read as awkward it just reads as earnest and like i think they needed to write his own awkwardness into it a little bit more and i think it would have balanced the chemistry issue you should have hired us Sorry. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think what else. It's just I feel like we keep going back to this, but it's such a like it's such a bananas movie. Like it's like I did like how much I would be like watching and be like, oh my god, that's like Robert De Niro. Like or like Ricky. Oh my god. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it was just super random I, with how many like big name people they just got. Like in moments. I mean, at the time, Ricky Gervais. This was 2000. Seven, so it's after the office, right? And like yeah. after all of that, I was like taking notes, sort of, while I was watching, and like I literally have a line that was like, "They lulled me into a false sense of security," and then De Niro, <laughs> like, which Robert De Niro in this movie is so funny. First of all, I think it's hilarious that they're like, "You don't have to do an English accent." Yeah, I know. Everyone I know. else in this movie will be English, but you will be American. You will not. Um, And then also he, it feels like his whole role is him doing a Mandy Patinkin impression. Oh my God, that's so true. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like the whole time I was like, did you just channel Mandy Patinkin the whole time? Because that's what it feels like. I I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but, but that's so true. That's so true. (laughs) It's so funny and weird. Um. I don't mean to keep harping on the, like, chemistry thing, but I also think the issue, when they were doing, this made me laugh really hard, when they were doing the montage of, of um, Yvain and Tristan on the ship with the, the yeah. lightning pirates or whatever, they do this montage that's supposed to be the two of them, like, falling in love, but it's mostly 
them as individuals with Robert De Niro's character. Robert De Niro, I know, I know. (laughs) Like, what are we supposed to be getting from this? Like him, like sword fighting with yeah, him sword fighting with Tristan, teaching her how to dance and play the piano. Like, like what? I was like, wait, why is he teaching her how to dance? Right? Like, I saw that. <laughs> like, why we've like you... gone up like two octaves. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop laughing. It was just okay. so weird. It was like such it a was weird really weird. It's so decision. weird. I wonder if it was like deliberately weird because it's I, so weird. It was almost like they were like, we need more screen time with Robert De Niro. I know. <laughs> so let's just like insert him into their love story and yeah, see where this so goes. Yeah. So then when like she he starts being like, I can see you're falling in love with him or whatever. I'm like, what? Where? Feels like she's falling in love with you, buddy. <laughs> like so random. God. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, that, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, I, <laughs> can we talk about the wigs in this movie? Oh, yes. yes They're so bad. Mm-hmm. And we have to wait an hour to get that good Charlie Cox hair? Unacceptable. The um the the Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill is not a big deal at this point. Um, two thousand seven, I think that was the around the time he was doing the Tudors, probably maybe so a little a, before. He had a buzz cut, probably at the time. Um, but the the blonde hair and the wig was uh, the blonde hair and the mustache wasn't doing much for him. No, he's an attractive man, like he is, and uh, that's just eh. no, that wasn't great. Sienna Miller's wig is no. so bad. Claire Danes's wig is so bad. Uh, Sienna Miller was a big name at this point, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, she was. Wasn't she? She was kind of up and coming, and then, like, I don't know what happened to her. Um, but she was a little bit bigger of a name than, like, Henry Cable would have been. Yeah, and Charlie Cox. This was... Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, Charlie Cox wasn't a big name till like, three years ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> buddy. be real. Oh, buddy. Oh, oh, oh. I love him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie Cox. <laughs> I made a lot of jokes at your expense today. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but so it opens with Ian McKellen narrating, right? But he narrates about this letter that some kid wrote to some London scientist. And I was like, what is going on? Because they don't ever reference that again. Yeah, the whole scientist thing, I I was confused. Because like the scientist something and then it jumps to ben barnes yeah it was a really weird introduction to the film because i was waiting for that to come back at the end and then it never did yeah it was a weird frame that wasn't really a frame it was like an l yeah (laughs) half a frame (laughs) that was a really bad joke i'm sorry (laughs) it's pregnancy i blame the pregnancy i was like what it was a loser. I had to, like, I had to, like, do the frame motion with, like, two, like, my hands on, like, the video chat for her to understand what I was saying. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was very um, strange. Also, I, you know, I think this movie, if it was made today, would be wildly different in the narrative. I agree. Because it's pretty patriarchal, you know? It's pretty, like, the star gave him her whole heart. I'm like, does she have his, though? Because she yeah. should. Um, so that was, I was like, oh, you know, that didn't age super well, but it was a really delightful, fun romp of a movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed, like, 
I enjoyed how weird it was because I wasn't expecting it. Like, I remember yeah. when it came out, like, I was like, I, and I watched it and I was like, this movie's weird. Um, so weird. And I was meant, back to, meant to go back and read the book and then never did. I have the book. I just never read it. Um, but, yeah, like, I enjoyed how weird it was because, like, I, ke- I kept watching, like, things kept happening out of left field. And I'd be like, wait, wait, what? Um, but... Yeah, in terms of how it has aged, I think, in terms of banana pants, just weirdness, um, it's fine, but, like, there are definitely elements of it that have not aged so well. Yep, there are a lot of points where I was like, ooh, mmm, oh, don't think that did, that, that's not saying what you wanted to say. And I don't think, I don't think there are any non-white people in this Oh, movie. no, this movie is, like, the whitest movie I've watched in like five years, a long time. probably. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Which you know, I mean, <laughs> like that is what it is, and that like like it is. But, like the thing is, you can say it's a product of its of its time. It like ten so, years like, ago. Ten years ago. Like that's not like this is not like nineteen ninety two. Right. Like it's ten years ago. <laughs> right. Like Romeo and Juliet from ninety nineteen what ninety ninety four ninety seven ninety seven. I crazy would know. I knew Preeti would know. Had more amazing. like people of color than yep, yeah. This movie, yeah. Oh so, man, like we should do an episode on Romeo and Juliet, oh but it's just gonna be yeah. me reciting the whole movie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's our discussion. I think of Stardust. Wait, unless wait. You had anything I else. did want to mention though one note that I wrote down, which was. Lol, old man beat Daredevil at his own game with that twirling stick. <laughs> when that 95-year-old man beats the crap out of Charlie Cox. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Baby Daredevil. That's it. Okay, okay. that's it. For real. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's talk about the things we love. What do you love right now? Guess what it is. <laughs> I don't know, Preeti. I have no idea. It's because you haven't been tweeting about anything for the past like <laughs> week and a half. Spider-Man PS4 is the best game I've ever played. I like it better At than Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, that's 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 high praise. I know, okay, so but here's me. the reason why. It has all the great elements of Breath of the Wild, and that it's like open world. You can make your own decisions about where this, where you want the, where you want Spider-Man to be at any given moment in time. But it has the writing to back it up. And I don't know if the Breath of the Wild had the best narrative story. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. The writing in this game is the Spider-Man movie I've always wanted. Okay. Like, it's... So tell me... Okay, so first talk to me a little bit about controls. Because you know how I am with video games. Yeah, okay, like, so... That's why I like Breath of the Wild. Because it was super... Like, the combat was super simple. The And every Spider-Man game I've played, like, trying to shoot the web and... They it do never a good ends. job, right? They do a good job of, like, maintaining... The The controls are pretty easy. Like, I'm... I grew up on Nintendo. I'm very much, like, beyond two buttons for me gets a little hard yeah. sometimes. So yeah. PlayStation... I mean, now now the Wii and the, the Switch have multiple whatever. But, like, that was a long time coming. The PlayStation, yeah. I've never quite gotten used to, like, remembering what button is where. Like, I could not tell you what order those buttons are in right now. Like, yeah. triangle, square, circle, Triangle's X. Top. Triangle is top and X is bottom, but I, I don't know about between square is circle and square. On the left side, circle's on the right, left. I think. I, yeah. I think that's right. 
But, like, I can never, it's not something that I remember when I'm playing. And there's a lot of, like, press the triangle now, press the square now, you know. But that said, it's still easy to learn. So, like, swinging is the most fun. You swing through the streets of New York City, and it's literally the only time I've cared about parkour was, like, in this game. Um, It's it's really fun to be Spider-Man. And they've gotten the, like, movement down just right. Like he's super elastic. It's like that. That um, it's the reason I liked the Spidey comic series so much from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Was that I felt like the artist whose name is escaping me right now um, really got that elasticity and like burst of motion that Spider Man is known for, and this game does that. Like mm-hmm. through camera work, through movement, and the way the body has been animated is so on point. It's really, really cool. Um, And it kind of drops you in, like, sort of right in the middle of the action, which is great. Like, one of Mm -hmm. the first bosses you have to beat is Wilson Fisk, and that kicks off the story because it creates a power vacuum in New York. So this is very much comics universe. Very much comics universe. Um, Not movie universe. uh, I don't want to... We'll we'll make notes in the show. We'll we'll put the sh- the timestamp in so in case you don't want to be spoiled. Like I haven't finished the game yet. I haven't done the third act, so I don't know how it ends. Um, but just to talk about the plot a little bit. So Wilson Fisk, you fight him within the first like ten minutes of starting this game, and you're like, "What is going on?" I died like seven times because I didn't know what I was doing. But it's a great way to like. Be like, this is how you do it, and this is how you're going to learn. Like, it's not a trainee moment. It's not like, here's a soft game to help you learn how to use your powers. you got to be okay with figuring it out and dying yes. a lot. And it lets okay. you die a lot, which I I hate games that are like, you're dead. Start at the beginning. Like, this is like, you're dead. Uh, yeah. Right back into the action, which I appreciate, because I have died a lot. Um, terrible, yeah. But you, so you beat Wilson Fisk, and it creates a power vacuum, which all of a sudden starts, like, and he says to you, he's like, you're going to regret this, Spider-Man. Like, see what I've done for this city? You'll see when I'm gone. And it's this, like, great moment where you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, what's coming? And so these, like, other villains start being seen who are wearing these masks. So it's a great combination of, like, Spider-Man and Peter Parker, who is my favorite Peter Parker, which is, like, you know, early, mid-20s garbage life trash yep doesn't have a shit together at one point in the story you get evicted from your apartment and your like mini mission is to go find your shit out of the garbage truck that it's in oh my god right that's so pretty oh my god like that is so like your peter parker it's my peter also this is the best writing i've seen from mary jane and like i don't even know how long you get to play as mary jane you get to play as mj and she's like she's a reporter and so you go on these, like, fact-finding missions, basically, as her. Um, you also get to play as Miles. Like, Miles are, and MJ are Peter's, like, helpers. And okay. the through line of Peter and MJ's story is very much about their partnership. Like, they've been broken up for six months when this story starts. And it's them kind of getting to know each other again. It's so okay. good. Like, it's just so good. There's this amazing, like sequence where um scorpion poisons you and you start having these hallucinations but the hallucinations are you you've been working with doc ock and you see him go off the deep end and so you're going after dr octopus and he's yelling at you he's like this is all your fault how could you do this 
you're poison to everyone around you and you're like no please let me help so it's that balance of like vulnerability and like um self-confidence issues that peter has but with Mm -hmm. the like funniness and the and the quips and the like silliness that he brings to the comics it's just the writing yeah. is so good i like can't get over how strong the writing is um so, okay so i've heard about of, about people like going and buying a ps4 to play this game yeah and while that is a lot of priv- like a lot of people don't can't afford that but mm-hmm. if somebody was on the fence they could and somebody was on the fence not me because i don't have i can't play video games right now <laughs> but i mean if i wasn't like if you know i wasn't in the family way i mean the <laughs> way people have been talking about this game i would have go- i would go out and buy consider going out and buying a ps4 it's to play this easily game easily the best game i've would... played in like five years okay so yes. that would be yes go buy it go like when you were can. like when you were like it's better than breath of the wild because i was like breath of the wild was the best breath game of i've the played wild in was like... the... yes and the in a long time. Really, the only reason I'm putting this above Breath of the Wild is the writing of the story. Like it's a first-person narrative in- enclosed game in the same way that Breath of the Wild is, and I think it's very telling that this was the fastest-selling game in like PlayStation history or something. Yeah, because people want self-contained. They want narrative. They want to be in the story. They don't want. It's what I wanted. What you want a narrative. You want to be in it, and so like. I hope that this kicks off a new wave of, like, not just making, like, movie games or whatever games, but making them good. Like, Insomniac spent a lot of time on this. That's what, like, that's the big thing about, like, this is a, no one, almost no one's making, like, single-player kind of RPG-style No one's making, but besides like the Japan, you know, imports, like no one's making those for American games anymore. It's all like m- online play, like multiple. A lot of people like don't like, I don't, I don't want that. that. I don't want to play certain people because they'll kill me. Yeah, like, I don't want, I don't want to play with strangers but, on the internet. Yeah. Like, I, like the thing is like, and it's like, oh, like you need to connect with like, it's gaming is like, so it's fine. It's f- I'm fine with it being a solitary activity. I have plenty of activities I do with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with it being a solitary activity. So I'm hoping, yeah, that game studios pay attention to how well this game has done. Yeah. Because it is, I think, breaking records. Like, just the sales for this game are off the chart. And it, it it's breaking records and it has amazing reviews. Like, I don't know a single yeah. person who doesn't like the game. Everybody is talking about this game. Yeah. And it's also, what I like about it is that it's so accessible. There are three modes. There's, like... Easy, medium, hard. It's, like, friendly, spectacular, amazing, I think. So you can replay the game. Like, I'm going to start again, I think, when I finish. Mm-hmm. Eventually. <laughs> when you finish swinging through New York? Yes! I'm working on, like, clearing out 100% of the crime in every district of New York yep. right now. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> As you do. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um... Okay, so then what do I love right now? Mine is not as as fun or involved, but I've been, ever since the uh, Veronica Mars revival yes. was announced, um, I decided to go ahead and rewatch the series because it's so short. It's yes. only three seasons. And I realized I had never watched the full series and then watched the movie as kind of the end. Oh, yeah, of, I haven't done that. Like, I hadn't done that and since the movie came out because I watched the series when they announced the movie mm-hmm. um, and then watched the movie, like, a year or two, you know, however long it took to come out, like, later. And so I have just finished the entire series, and I'm probably going to watch the movie today or tomorrow. But um, one thing I didn't think about was how 
this show deals with like like the show was so ahead of its time yes in terms of the way it deals with income inequality racial inequality mm-hmm. violence against women like it it's like the show we need right now but it's like 12 years old yeah like it's like I, 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 and I, it, that didn't occur to me until I started watching about like there's so much like violence against women and you know like that like Veronica single handedly just goes and like kicks people's asses like you know like it's it's just really you know and of course it's a product like it is not I'm not saying it ages perfectly and it's amazing there are definitely some issues where mm-hmm. it's just like uh, uh like the way they deal with um like homosexuality yeah is not great lay is not it's not great and then there's like an episode featuring a trans uh woman and it's not the worst it could be but that's not a a high enough bar like that's that's not that's not saying anything um like and so like yeah there's definitely issues but like it's just it's very cathartic right now Mm -hmm. like in terms of what we're dealing with and so um i'm really i really am liking it Kristen bell's so good oh i can't wait for the new series it's it's gonna be so good like i'm i'm really excited that it was it's just such a good show um also it kind of also though made me wish like what's going on right now she hadn't um gone back to Neptune to work as a PI and was instead working at the FBI yes! and like, asses in DC a little bit <laughs> like a little bit. I was just like oh. I was having this like fantasy like like yesterday after like you know after all the hearing stuff and stuff and I was like Ronald McCamars would have taken care of this <laughs> she um, would have single handedly brought she, them like, all like, down I know so anyway anyway I'm really enjoying it um if you're looking for a show to rewatch or watch for the first time if you haven't seen it um i don't i have the discs i don't know that it's actually streaming anywhere but it will be it will be on hulu they, it'll be on hulu next year so yeah so they said they're putting the series up so um yeah that's it that is our episode that's our episode we are part of the hard knock life podcast network and you can find all the podcasts in the hard knock media family at hardknockmedia.com that is hard n-o-c media.com it stands for nerds of color um and we strongly urge you to go do that because they are all amazing yes and thank you to our patreon subscribers thank you to fazia and meredith at the ten dollar level and jerome sylvia martha brandy rahul geekheartgames.com jordan annie megan claire brian robert gayathri maya and the not family the five dollar level we really appreciate your um support uh, i i don't think i think we can't really even express in words what it means so like we, just really thank you um you it's- can <laughs> as always find us on twitter at they see geek girls and i am at run with squizzers and i am at S. Krishna, and um, just as a reminder, our schedule may be a little bit erratic over the next three to four months as I um, am gestating and am going to give birth to a human. So that's the thing that's happening. So our schedule may be erratic, but by like February, March, we should be back to normal. Um, as always, please rate us on iTunes or sorry, Apple Podcasts. It has updated its name. Yes. Um, we think it helps people find the show and we hope you guys like it enough to want other people to listen to it. Uh, and until next time, we'll We'll see see you in hell. hell!